Welcome to the Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Priority Now is hosted by Carmen Halsey of the Illinois Baptist State Association. Hi, ladies, this is Carmen, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. You all know that Austin is right around the corner. That's our student growth conference. So today we are excited to have with us Miss Bree Henry. Her and her husband serve at Cornerstone in Savoy, Illinois, and Dawn Wright, who goes to KZ First Baptist and works with the student girls there. So Dawn and Bree, we're glad you're with us today. Thank you for having us. Oh, this is this is a treat. I just want to have a conversation and let the ladies across Illinois hear from you today, because I know that you guys actively work with student girls. And, and, and I definitely want to go to Awesome so that women can understand what Awesome is and why we need them to help us embrace that and put it in front of the girls this year. But, um, but Bree, I want to start with you. Tell us a little bit, open our eyes to what the needs of student girls are. What are you seeing um, some of the, some of the, pluses and some of the minuses for, for um, student girls. And when I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, that sixth grade to, to maybe senior in high school. Well, my husband was a youth pastor for eight years before we transitioned to him being a lead pastor. So the last three years, I have kind of taken a step back from student ministry, but I'm jumping back in. So awesome mm-hmm. is like my first <laughs> thing I'm jumping back in on because I missed the girls and I missed hanging out with teenagers, which some people think is weird, uh, but I don't. But uh, I think that as I was thinking through this, um, one of the things that I think that young people are craving right now is authenticity. Mm. I think that um, teenagers especially can spot a fake from a mile away. And so I think that whenever we are investing in younger people, uh, we need to make sure that we are being authentic with them, uh, that we are giving them the opportunity to speak whatever it is they think they need to speak and then responding to them in love. I think they're a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, And we tend, I mean, even now I tend to look at teenagers and think, whew, I did not know all of those things when I was their age. I had not you know, with the social media and, you know, everything else, they are just exposed and learn and see a lot more than I did at that age. And so I think that uh, giving them the opportunity to feel valued and worthy of a conversation that perhaps maybe be a little bit deeper than what we give them credit for um, is another thing that we need to make sure that we're doing. Sure. And and I do think that this conference that we're going to talk about is going to do just that it's going to answer those hard questions and it's going to let them wrestle with some gospel truths that maybe Mm. we haven't let them wrestle with before, Mm. or at least that's my hope. (laughs) Sure. You know, I look at you, Bree, and Bree, you're a young woman. I think it's not been that many years since you've been that youth, you know, yourself. But I have a question back to what you just said. Um, They want authenticity. You know, they can, they can call out a fake. Um, And I've heard that before, but does does a leader need to know how much to share? You know, in other words, talk to us about the difference between being authentic versus sharing every detail of your life or what you may be walking through. They're still the student and the, the leader. Right. Yes, I think that's a good point. Um, authenticity does not necessarily mean transparency and vulnerability in all cases. Uh, it just means that I am not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. Uh, I think that having a conversation um, with the girl, the women that are helping me with Awesome, we sat down and talked and I said, you know, I want to definitely share with the girls that what they say to us is safe 
it's in a safe place. I'm friends with some of their moms. You know, now now I don't have teenagers yet, but I'm, you know, a grown-up now apparently, and I have grown-up <laughs> friends who have teenage children. So they're going to look at me and say, she's friends with my mom. She's going to tell my mom everything that I'm going to say. And so I told them, you know, we need to tell them that they're in a safe space, and we also need to remind them that we are also going to share things with them that require them to be a safe place for us too. Uh, and I think that you have to really judge the group of people that you have. Mm -hmm. um, and as an adult, you know, the relationship that you have with the girls, whether that is they are friends with my kids, that changes things too. Or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, various, if they've been church members and they know, have known you for a long time versus a visitor coming in. And so, yes, we do have to be careful of what we share, but that doesn't mean we can't be ourselves at the same time. Sure. That's good. Don, I want to turn to you now. Remember and right, John, you have teenage girls. Um, you're the mother of teenage girls. What are some of the needs that you see with, um, you know, coming from a faith lens, what are some of the needs that you see of our students, specifically girls? But then speak to us as a parent also. What are some of the things that, that you hear, you know, from your daughters? What, what, is, what does real life look like for them, the culture that they're, that they're navigating? Okay. Um, well, the needs that I see, I mean, this world is so self-involved, like building yourself up, building yourself up. And sometimes if the girls get caught up in it, they're going to be building themselves up instead of Jesus, you know? And so it's coming alongside of them and being able to live life with them. And like, so as a, someone that's working with girls of grace, like let the girls know, like, as we're going through life, like we're, we're going to suffer or, you know, some things are going to happen, but like having hope and a strong foundation of Jesus and what he has done for us, like that helps us have hope and be able to still go forward. But as a mom, on the other side, it's like, I want my daughter, because I have Trinity, that's, she's a senior this year. She goes off to college next year. You know, I want her to be able to stand on her faith and know that like, no matter where she goes, as long as she's doing God's will and keeping her eyes on Jesus, like she's going to be good. If she's struggling through something, she can remember those words that were engraved into her heart. So she needs to be able to know the Bible and go through the Bible and memorize it. So when something does happen, she's able to be like, God said that he's, ne he's never going to leave me. He's with me. So I need to go to him. I need to drop everything at his feet and just give it to him and let him take care of it. Instead of these girls just taking on too many plates that's not theirs, they just get weighed down instead sure. of being able to be lifted up. I mean, it's just different. It's different whenever you're a mom and you're working with the girls to being just the youth leader. Like next year, Trinity's going to be gone and it's just going to be like me being able to pour into the girls. So mm -hmm. we got to be real with them. We got to know like life, mm -hmm. this world is completely crazy. It is like lots of darkness. And so we need to take all of our lights that we have together and yeah. make them united and right. just this world on fire for Jesus. Yeah. I think you ladies bring out such a good point when, when, um, because something that we we've really realized God's just kind of brought to the forefront that we almost need to give us a common vocabulary because we use the same words, but they mean, dif they mean different things. And, um, just like studying the Bible, right? It's important to know what, what the root of the word was. Was it in Greek? What is Hebrew? What did it mean? You know, so that we can, we can take that biblical truth for us. 
But you guys put out three words there that I think it's really important when you say the girls want authenticity. You know, they, they, they know when you're being real or when you're not. But we have to understand that authenticity is not necessarily being vulnerable or being transparent with every detail of their life. And I think that we got to be really careful with students and you guys may feel different, but I think we got to be really careful as a leader to, to be real and to be present in the moment, but to keep ourselves in that role, to know that fine line, you know, that tension that's got to be balanced when we're crossing the line, you know, that when we potentially could cross the line that we may be being a little bit too transparent. And Bree, I'm going to go back because something you said earlier, um, you said, we're going to tell you things, you know, there's going to be things that we're going to, you know, we're going to share too. And I do think that trust builds. And I do think there's things that, that we can, um, that we can share, but I've heard one too many stories where leaders have been caught up in that trap also because they have become that friend, not that you're not friends, but kind of that best friend, kind of that buddy friend. Um, and it's, it's got them into problems because there is that age difference and so forth. So Bree, I don't know if you want to add any, follow-up comments and, and because of your experience where Luke your husband was the youth pastor you know pretty much youth ministry and now you know he's senior pastor you know you're the pastor's wife and like coming back into students what might be some tips to um for to, that you could share with a leader to be able to navigate that a little bit that tension I think first of all you have to be very careful when it comes to texting and social media are the places where you have to be careful um, because, you know, we get text messages, we get Facebook messages, we get Instagram messages from kids. They're all on all of the different platforms. Um, and so being really careful to keep your conversations with kids more in person than via text or social media would be one thing that I would suggest. And I also think that, um, for the, whether your church has a youth pastor or, you know, Whoever is in charge of the youth ministry needs to be very careful in choosing who they allow to lead. That person needs to be someone that they see, you know, fruit in. That needs to be someone that they trust. It needs to be someone who has a thriving relationship with the Lord and is working on their own uh, relationship with God. We can't pour into students mm -hmm. if we're empty. Um, and so I know when Luke was doing youth ministry, he met uh, on a regular basis with all of our uh, leaders and even as a lead pastor he does this with everybody that's leading across the board and you know if they're not reading their bible if they're not spending time in prayer if they're not displaying uh you know fruit and and doing the spiritual disciplines and attending church on a regular basis and you know all of those things then they're asked to take a step back and i think that whenever we as a believer are continuing in our walk then that gives us wisdom it gives us mm -hmm. discernment uh in how to handle those tricky situations that come about with students um and i also try to always keep lines of communication open with the students parents mm -hmm. um, i don't want to have a texting relationship with a 13 year old if her mom doesn't know about it uh, mm -hmm. so sometimes i will text the mom and the daughter at the same time if i have a question for them especially the younger ones and always making sure to facilitate communication of like, hey, you know, there's a there's a girl in our church named Tessa who lives in our neighborhood. Hey, Tessa's going to stop by this afternoon and watch my kids for 30 minutes while I run to the grocery store, you know, or whatever it is. Um, just making sure that that we also know their parents as best we can. We're not sure. going to know every kid's parents because sure. some, kids, some parents aren't going to come. But doing our very best to build a relationship with their parents as well as the student, I think, is also important. Yeah. 
That's good. That's good. Well, I want to segue into the conversation into awesome, you know, the, the conference, something that, that I read, it's probably been two years ago, um, talking about working with students and something I read, it was, and I don't think it was a resource from the, what's the orange group. I believe that's where it came out of, um, orange ministries. And it talked about when you want to work with students, it said, think small. And it said, um, first of all, you need to show up, you know, be present. Um, two, you need to create a safe space. And three, expect them to bring friends when we're working with students. So show up um, because so many people aren't showing up consistently in their life. You know, so it, so they may not open up and start to build a relationship until they see that you're going to show up every time. And then um, create the safe place because so many of them are not in safe spaces at home or it may look space to the, or it may look safe to the common eye and Don I know you do a lot with trafficking and exploitation but they they they've been compromised for whatever reason you know or manipulated and then the third thing is to expect them to bring friends because when they find that place and begin to build trust in it they're going to bring friends and that's what leads me to Awesome this year. Awesome is our student girls conference. And ladies, if you're listening, we'll put a link to our Awesome website, um, you know, that give you details on the conference in the in the episode notes of this podcast. But I know that both Dawn and Bree have participated. You know, they know what this event is. And this is a year that we're taking the event to the church because of the pandemic. And I know both of you ladies um, can not only speak to what what the program is, and um, how it's benefited you in the past. But I want you to, to talk to our ladies across Illinois of why, why we need them to be involved this year and why this could be such an opportunity to get students you know, to show up, um, create the safe place for them to come. And Bree, you already talked a little bit about our theme you know, this year being foundational. So, so um, Dawn, let me start with you. Um, and then, and then Bree, as soon as she's done, just go ahead and you know, take, take the same question. Because I want them to hear it from your voice. I feel that this year would be completely outrageously awesome. Because I've went every year for the last five years and took these girls. And they look forward to it. I mean, they are so excited and just jabber the whole way there. It's like a two-hour ride of nothing but everybody talking about who God is and what Jesus has done. Worshiping the entire time. And it's time that they can get poured into different things that they can use in school with their peers um, and be able to fight some temptations away and be able to pour into other girls. Cause I mean, that's why we're doing it. We are doing it to reflect God's heart into these girls. So then their heart can be growing and on fire for Jesus and then taking it to the ends of the nations. I mean, we're to make disciples and to go forward and make more disciples. Mm -hmm. And these girls, they, they need this more than anything now because, I mean, they've lost months of connecting with their friends. So that connection is completely like shattered. It's broken. And so they want to come and connect and grow with girls. And so like what we're doing at our church is we're doing a sleepover. We're getting them together. We're going to have them do like a taco bar, um, do their general sessions. And then we're going to do some like we're going to have one of them give a pedicure and then one of the one that gave the pedicure, then they're going to receive one. So it's like a humbling experience, but then it's like pampering them and letting them be grateful for their friend that just gave them a pedicure and just being able to love them where they are right now in life and be in that safe space for them where they can talk and we can grow in relationships with them and let them know that we're here for them. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's good. Bree? Um, so she said a lot of the same things that I was going to say, like, we're also having a taco bar tacos for the win. Apparently, (laughs) um, we are, I really just wanted our church is smaller and we've been going through revitalization for the last few years. And one area that perhaps hasn't been loved on super well over the years is our student ministry. Um, we had people in our church leading it, and now we have been able to hire a worship and family pastor. Um, so we're really starting to hone in on our students and trying to give them opportunities to be unified and also just make them feel really special. Mm-hmm. Because I think that sometimes they've gotten kind of glossed over in the hustle and bustle of all the church things. You got your kids ministry going, you got all your adult ministries going, and then somehow in the shuffle, you know, our students have kind of gotten pushed to the side because we didn't have a ton of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to take this opportunity to really make them feel special. So we are going to um, hang at the church. We're going to have a taco bar. We're going to tie dye some shirts. Um, I'm excited for the girls to be able to bring their friends. I think that, um, like Dawn mentioned, this season of whatever this is that we've been in for the last several months has really taken a lot from our teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we realize that probably as much, you know, their, their time with their friends, school is different. Sports are different. Um, all the things are just different for all of us, but for them, especially, I feel like, um, and so I think I'm also excited because as we are kind of launching our kind of refreshed student ministry within our church, this is the, this awesome conference specifically is taking them back to the essential things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is, it is going to be the basics, but yet I know just from knowing you, Carmen, and knowing the women that you work with and the women that you bring in, that it's going to be the basics, but it's going to be solid. And so I can trust what's going to be streamed. I don't have to plan. I mean, I get to plan the fun stuff. I don't have to worry about planning, you know, to lead a session or, you know, speaking or figuring out worship because that's all there. I can simply, like you guys said, show up and be a safe place and utilize the tools that you all have given us to really love on and pamper our girls. So I think I'm probably the most excited about it. I mean, I've been with a three-year-old and a seven-year-old for like in my house for like eight months now or whatever it is. So, I mean, I'm like, girls weekend, let's do it. So I'm excited. And I think that they're all excited. That's fantastic. I you know, I appreciate your comments and because that's the Illinois Baptist women community. You know, it's us networking, working together. And, you know, Bree, um, you talk about you're a smaller church and this is what you're doing and kind of using it to jumpstart, but you can trust the material. And ladies, if you've, if, if you've not checked out the conference, go on our website, check it out, um, because we do have solid speakers and, and our theme is essential this year. And it is an apologetics foundation. We want to give the girls, there's so much coming at them. We want to give them a decision-making framework based on what the Bible says. And Dawn, I know from talking to you, you're going to use it as an outreach. And I'm hearing for women across our state saying, hey, we've got room. We can socially distance. We've got room. You know, so ladies, if you're listening and you might have that one student or two students and you want to go join with somebody else, definitely do it. Register for your leader's box. Again, you'll see those details. You want your leader's box. Trust me, there's fun things in leader's box and it's free for our churches. So register for that. But go join with somebody else because you can make this as big as you want or, you know, as small as you want. But like Bree said, everything is going to be packaged for you as far as the teaching and content that that's not, you know, that you don't have to to worry about that. Ladies, if you're listening and you'd like to reach out to either Bree or Dawn and say, hey, what are you doing? How are you doing this? And pick their brain. We'll have their church 
church name and contact in the episode notes. Just feel free to contact the church and ask them to put you in contact with either of these ladies. What I would ask both Dawn and Bree, what would you tell the woman out there as we close? What would you tell the woman out there right now that said, you know, I've thought about it, but we're too close to, you know, we're too close to awesome happening, which will be November 6th and 7th, um, or have any hesitations at all. What would you say to that woman leader or that mom you know, that just knows their students that's not necessarily engaged to help her make the decision to lean in, embrace, and help facilitate awesome this year for their students? Well, I think that knowing that everything is already ready to go, I mean, your prep work is incredibly minimal as a leader because you guys have the speakers, you've got the worship, you've got the leader kit. And also, students don't sign up for things until the last minute anyway. So waiting until the last minute to get the kids on board is not uh, necessarily a bad thing because that's kind of how they roll. Um, and I think that it's important for us as women to be reminded, and I think that Dawn mentioned this before, that it's a biblical mandate for us to go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. Also, we find in Titus that the older women are to mentor the younger women. And that doesn't necessarily mean the older woman with the gray hair sitting in the rocking chair is to mentor the young mom or whatever. That means that perhaps the young mom, that would be me, is mm -hmm. to be mentoring the teenagers or all of the above. You know, mm -hmm. I'm to be mentoring someone who is 20. I'm going to mentor a college student and we're going to work together with the students. Um, and so I think that just really pressing into that and being brave enough to go there. Um, and I can also say from experience that working with teenagers is it always keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. But I don't know that there's been more abundant blessings in my life than I have from seeing teenagers who are just amazing. And I say to myself, like, I want to be you when I grow up, you know, like, <laughs> you're so yeah. awesome. How did you yeah. get to be so awesome at the age of 16 or whatever it is? Um, and so I think that you're missing out on incredible blessings if if you don't really take the step and be brave uh, to reach out to the girls in your community. I would just say that if you're already thinking about it and it's already went past your mind, God's already pulling it on your heart. So just do it afraid. These girls, they don't care if you're afraid. They want someone that is going to be there with them to live life with them. And most of the girls want it. They're just waiting for someone to be like, hey, hey, do you want to go out to lunch? Hey, do you want to do this? Do you? They just want that. You don't know how many girls that don't have a mom or don't have an aunt or don't have a grandma that is able to do it. The way this world is now, a lot of families are only one parent. You know, it's just a completely different world. And these kids, they thrive on it. They're hungry and mm -hmm. they need women to love them. Yeah, that's good. Don, I wrote that down. I'm going to put that on T-shirt. Do it afraid. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Bree and um, Don, I just want to thank you guys for being with us. I want to thank you for hosting Awesome, you know, at your churches. And um, I think you two are already experiencing this. And I know I've heard from multiple women across the state. They, they are getting excited to host because they can't believe the girls that are attaching to them. And it goes back to exactly what you guys said. The girls are hungry for fellowship and a place to come and to hang out. And they're bringing their friends with them. You know, they're, they're like, we just can't believe the way promo, you know, is taking off in their, in their local churches. So if you're listening, you know, again, consider doing it. It may be your best fall outreach towards students, you know, especially student girls that you have an opportunity to do. Um, so anyway, all right, ladies, we 
want to thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Remember, God does not intend for us to go it alone. We're stronger together. And ladies, if you're not already connected with us, make sure you check out our website at ibsa.org backslash women. Follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women or on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. And join us here again next week for the next Priority Now podcast. Thank you for listening to the Priority Now podcast. Please continue to join us on the journey to know Christ and make Him known.